0: We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. Amen. Want to get right into our lesson again this morning, praying about talking and teaching about apostolic worship. Amen. And so last week we was talking about the priority of worship. Amen. And we thank you, sir. And we saw last week as we were studying uh that, that nothing should come before God in your life. Amen. And we saw that I, I quoted for to you last week from a Webster dictionary of eighteen twenty eight uh defining worship. In worship it says is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. In other words, we've got to go beyond what is just required. We, it's easy to get into that habit of just doing what is required. But when we realize the love of God for us and, and how much He loved us, we, we it should cause us to go far and beyond what is actually required in everything That we do for him. Amen. We saw also last week, amen, in the fourth chapter of Revelation, that those four and twenty elders fall down and they worship God. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. And when we realize that true worship is a matter of our heart expressed through a lifestyle of holiness. Amen. Thus, if your lifestyle does not express the beauty of holiness through an extravagant and an exaggerate love for God, and you do not live in extreme and excessive submission to God, then we invite you. Amen. We invite you. Amen. To get into a non-negotiable, amen, thing and and worship God. Amen. It's, 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 It's so awesome to worship him. We want to come before his presence with with thanksgiving, amen, and into his courts with praise. If you look at the first four commandments, amen, thou shalt have no other God before me, thou shalt not make any graven images, thou shalt not worship any false gods. And remember the seventh day to keep it holy, when you look at those four your relationship to God, it's really saying, hey, worship me. And this is what the habit, I mean, the idea here is that God desires of us is to come into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. Come before him because you love him. Serve him because he, you love him. Serve him because not what he's going to give you or what he can do for you. Because I will tell you, if you just serve God for for what he can do for you and you want him to be your sugar daddy, you're going to probably get disappointed. Amen. See, you need to serve him because you love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now we saw also in John four twenty-four uh I mean to twenty-nine that ten times the word of focus is on worship. Jesus told the woman at the Well, we know who we worship, because salvation is of the Jews. So if, if we get into the understanding of wisdom then we're going to know who we're worshiping. This is one of the reasons wisdom is so important, and and it should move you. It's one of those things. Wisdom is one of those things that should move you to worship God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get an understanding. Proverbs uh, 8, verse 14 says, amen. A counsel is mine, and sound wisdom; I am understanding I have strength by me, king's rule and reign, and princes decree justice by me nobles and all the judges of the earth. What I love them that love me, and they that seek me early shall find me. See, we want to come to him, we want to enter his gates, we want to serve him, we want to worship him. Amen. Now notice the Lord says through Malachi 1-6, He says, a father honoreth his son, and a servant honor his master. He says, if I, Malachi 1-6, if you got your Bible, He says, okay, let me go back here. He says, the, the son honoreth his father, right? And the servant honor his master. Okay. If I were were a father, then where is my what? Honor. And if I am a master, then where's my fear? In other words, where's my respect? See, we've got to get into the habit. He's your heavenly father. What's the first commandment with the promise? Honor thy father and thy mother. Amen. Which is the first commandment with the promise. So he's our Heavenly Father. So therefore we need to come to worship him. We need, he's our Master, so we need to reverence him. We need to honor him. We need to fear him with the respect of who he is. Say, this is the habit we've got to get into here. Amen. As we study this thing here, we, we've, we've got to come before it. For all, Psalms 96, 5 and 6 says, for all the gods of the nations are idols before the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and mag- honor and majesty is before him. Strength and glory is in his sanctuary. Amen. So we want to honor the Lord. Honor him. Respect him. Amen. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. But we are his people and the sheep of his pasture and the people of his hand. Amen. We need to get into this habit of having knowledge of who he is. Wisdom is what you want in your life. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Respecting God is the beginning of wisdom. See? But if we're not careful, we won't respect God. See? We can get in the habit of just being nonchalant and just do any way, well, He's God. You know. So, you know, And you don't respect him and you don't treat him as your heavenly father and respect him the way that we should. Let me talk to you about a few things today that can hinder our worship. Number one, self. Self, self, self. We can get into my own needs, my own conveniences, my own time, my own advantages and my own blessings can prevent me from worshiping God. Amen. Paul told us in 2 Timothy 3, 2, that in the last days that men would be what? Lovers of them own selves. Amen. So knowing that, I have to get self out of the way. Amen. It can't be about me. It can't be about my needs. Say my father already knows I have need of things. And my Bible says my father shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory By Christ Jesus. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, Your heavenly Father already knows what you have need of, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness and everything else you have need of will be added unto you. So I have to get self out of the way. It can't be about me. Okay? If it's all about me, then I'm not going to worship Him. Because I will get into the habit of... Well, I don't feel good, so I don't think I need to worship God. Things ain't going good for me, so I don't think I need to worship God. See, it becomes about me. See, so I already know that in the last days it's going to be about me, so i got to get away from me. The Bible says a good man is satisfied from himself. I've got to take a step away from me. It can't be about me and my needs. Amen. Because if I'm just serving to make me feel good, if I'm just doing it for me, then it ain't going to last. Amen. When, if it's all about what can suit me, well, it, 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 that place is, it, I don't like that place. You know, I don't like going to that church. I don't like going there. I don't like that time or whatever. Then who's it about? It's about me. It's not about him. See? see? See how easy that is? See, if it, if there's well, that's too early. I hear people say that to me all the time. Oh, that's too early. You know, to get up. But yet, Monday through Saturday, they get up anytime their boss tell them to be there. But yet, nine o'clock prayer is too early. Yeah, uh, to to get up. See, so who's it about? You you know, see how it works? I'm saying it's about me. It's not about him. See, so I've got to get in the habit that it's all going to be about him. So if he wakes me up at old dark thirty, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to get up and worship him. I'm going to seek him. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. See, when Jesus is passing through, I don't know what time he's going to show up. See, I I just want to be there. I just want to be in his presence. Amen. So, self can keep me away. If, If I look at it on my timeline, then I'm not going to worship God. See, because it's about me. Amen. My advantages. You know, people have a lot. They, they got a lot. They think their job is doing good. Everything is going good for them. You know, they don't, they're not concerned about worship God. Usually people don't want to come into his presence until they hit rock bottom. You know, and then they start seeking for answers and start seeking for the Lord. But notice what Job did. Job worshiped when things was right. Job worshiped when he was in his right mind. See, this is what you've got to do, is you've got to do things when you're in your right mind because you don't know what kind of state you're going to be in the next day. Amen. You need to worship God while you know how to worship God. Amen. And for the right reasons to worship God. Amen. See, I can be blessed. And the Bible tells me He daily loads me with benefits. Amen. I can be flown with blessings, and as a result, I won't worship Him. But if those blessings leave, am I going to keep worshiping him? See? We got got to get into this this understanding here. Amen. The Bible tells me to give unto the Lord the glory, do his name, bring an offering, and come in his courts. Oh, worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Fear before him, all the earth. Amen. We got to get self out of the way. Come on. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. So see, it shouldn't even be about me. Because I'm new. See? It's about him now. It's all about him. I want to worship him because what he's done for me. You know, Wednesday night, we've been hitting Ephesians 2. What Paul says, but God who's rich in his mercy towards his great love and that he loved us. Amen. When I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. See? So I should want to come before him humbly and bowing before him to worship him. See, as I said last week, if you're sitting there waiting for the right song to be sung to worship God, you're probably going to miss it. See? Because I may never sing it, Or I may cut it short. (laughs) And then there you sit, you know, trying to figure out, you know, well, do I keep worshiping God? See, I want to enter his gates. Amen. I want to have that worship. Number two, we can have a a wrong concept of God. Either physical or mental representation of God. Amen. My ideas about God. You know, people say, oh, God's love. There's no fear in God, you know. But he causes it to rain on the just and the unjust, see. So we we need to have the right concept of God and not the wrong concept of God. Amen. If my idea of God is, well, he'll answer my prayer and he'll give me the things I ask for or whatever, then I have the wrong concept. Of him. Say, he's my father. He's my heavenly father. Amen. God is love. And so, if God loved us, then brothers, we ought to love one another. See, so don't have the wrong misconception. That's why wisdom is important in your life. Say, you need to have the right concept of God. He's the bread of life. He's the door. He's the comforter. Amen. Paul says that God is the wisdom of God and the power of God. See, so if I have wisdom of God, I won't have the wrong concept of God. See, some people just think God is God. God. He is God. (laughs) But, you know, they just think we we just treat him anyway. You know, thou should not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. How many people just keep taking it in vain? That's why we have to be careful about these euphemisms that we use sometimes. Because we can be taking the name of the Lord in vain. See, so we have to be careful here. Our concept of him. Amen. We We make vows and then we don't keep it. See? We need to be careful because that gives you the wrong concept of God. Because Ecclesiastes tells you, if you go to the house of God and you make a vow and don't keep it, God has no pleasures in fools. See, so when you make a vow to God that you're going to do something, He's going to hold you to it. See, because He's faithful. See, He if He makes a vow to you, He's going to keep it. And so, therefore, if we make vows to him, we ought to keep it. You know why? Because we love him. We love him. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love God? Huh? (laughs) She says it's running off the charts. And that's the way it should be. Nothing, Paul says, should be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. See, if I allow other things to come between me and God, then I've got the wrong concept of God. See, nothing should pull me away. I'm not doing this, you know, just for some paycheck or what God is going to do for me. I'm doing this because I love him. Amen. But as the old song goes, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all He's done for me, my soul cries out, "Hallelujah!" And I thank God for saving me. He didn't have to do this for me. He didn't have to pull me out of the muck in the mire. He could have left me right where I was in all my filth and all my foolishness. But the Bible says He looked beyond my faults and He saw my knees. He set me on a rock and established my goings. Amen. And I'm excited. Amen. That's why I worship Him. That's why I love Him. That's why I serve Him. As Phillips, Craig, and Dean said, there's nobody holding a gun to my head. This is how I choose to live. Amen. And this is what you've got to get into the habit. If you notice Paul in Philippians 3.10, he said, this one thing I do. He didn't say anybody else was doing it. He said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind And reaching forth to those things so it shall be for, it says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. It comes down to, I've got to make some choices. Amen. I've got to start doing some things because I love him. I've got to start doing some things because I know him. Amen. And I know my God, and I know what He's done for me. I've got to get into that habit. I've got to go beyond just what is required. Amen. Uh, yes, it's, it's okay to just come when you come, but there should be something that calls you to go beyond that. Amen. So we don't want the wrong misconception of God. Amen. We don't want things to hinder our worship. Amen. If you're just doing the minimum, I guarantee the enemy of your soul is going to trip you up so that you don't do the minimum. He's going to do everything in his power to stop you. Amen. So we don't want to have the wrong uh, misconception of our God. Amen. Number three, false gods. Anything that will pull you away from worshiping God, the one true God, is a false God. My work can become a false god. My car can become a false god. Amen. My family can become a false god. You know, sports can become a false god. You know, if that's where my, my mind is, is that's what I'm looking forward to today. You know, sports will be played all over the world. You know, and the stadiums will be filled with, with people. And they will yell till they can't even talk anymore. They will spend their checks and hard work earn money on booze and everything to worship the pigskin. Now I like sports, don't get me wrong, but that's not my priority. Believe me. That, that is not my priority. He is my priority. Amen. You see, and so therefore, amen, I can't allow anything else to become A God in my life. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Say, God has got to be preeminent. He's got to be always first in everything that I do. My wife can't even come before God. My home, my children cannot come before God in my life. Say, and so if I keep God in His priority first place, Everything else is going to fall in its rightful place. Say, but if I get it out of whack and start putting something else in place of God, it is never going to work. It's never going to work. Say, if you keep him in his first place, everything else will work just fine. That's why the Lord says, seek ye first. What? The kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Get the false gods out of your way. That's why the Lord told Moses to tell the children of Israel when they came into the promised land. That they were to not worship those other gods. Because those people had all kinds of false gods that they was worship. Molech, they was dedicating their children to Molech. And they was told, don't do that. Today, a lot of people are giving their kids over to Moloch. They don't realize it. Amen. They're just giving them away, letting the world take them, do anything else. So you have to be careful. Amen. Because the world's goal is to consume you, to take you, to take your family, amen, away. Because they know it was created by God. Amen. So you have to be careful. Don't allow your your family, your children to worship false gods. Teach them the one true God, the living God. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Amen. You've got to teach them the right way. You have to build your relationship with God. Don't let anything come between you and God. Don't set your heart on riches either because they become a false god. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, 5 that, that riches do what? Make themselves wings and they fly away. Back to heaven. <laughs> they just take off. Woo! You ever seen an eagle just take off and soar up higher and higher? Riches does the same thing if that's where your heart is. See? God has a way of just say bye. You know? So don't set your heart on riches. See, they can become a false god. You gotta have wisdom in all this stuff, see, because the old dollar will, will it'll kill you. See? Paul told Timothy, first Timothy six, eight through ten, he said, You didn't bring anything in this world. You ain't taking nothing out. He says, having food and raiment there will be content. He says the love of money is the root of all evil. While some coveted after, they've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. See, money shouldn't control you. You're supposed to control it. See, the same way with everything else. You're in charge. See, he gives
1: you the spirit. He gives you the wisdom to do the right things. So stop yourself. (laughs) People do it all the time. They killed themselves. Oh, a greenback. You know? Don't. don't let you, you're supposed to be wiser and smarter. Worship God. Our culture, the influence of the world around us. The Bible tells us in First John two fifteen
0: sixteen. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father. It is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. Amen. We don't want to focus on the things of this world. It's, it's, it's not going to stay here. We're going to
1: a better place. This world is not our home. We're passing through. Amen. And treasures up dumb, and the blue focus amen' and we're what we're looking
0: at doing here we want to go beyond and start worshiping God not let this culture and this world change us to it amen it's trying to change people it's trying to change the church it's trying to to blend in with it amen but we've got to be smarter here. Amen. We don't want the world to influence us. We don't want to start taking on the ways and the natures of this world. Be holy for I am holy, saith the Lord. Amen. Don't look like, don't act like, amen, this world. Amen. They are trying to slowly drag you in. Paul says, I fear lest any means that the serpent be God leave, so your mind will be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen. Don't let this world influence you, Romans 12:1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but what? Transform. be you transformed. Change. Amen, by the renewing of here. You're thinking. If
1: you think like the world, you act like the world, guess what? You are the world. So,
0: start thinking like Christ. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, our worship should cause us to draw away from the world and the ways of the world, because our relationship with God will reveal the things of the world and will show us the traps and the snares that is in the world that's trying to trap
1: us and to ensnare us. See, come on. see this is what the world wants
0: is it wants to embrace you. it wants you to embrace it. say. Slowly, 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 it is trying to get you to see. One of the things it tries to do is to get you to accept certain wrongs and certain evils. To see it as not harmful. To allow you to put your children into it and put yourself into it. That not, you know, it says, oh, it's okay. You know. Oh, a little bit of this won't hurt. A little bit of that won't hurt. You know. But be careful. I think Scripture says a little leaven. <laughs> Leavened at the whole lump. See. Paul says you ran well, but who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? He says, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? No. See. We can't allow this culture, we can't allow this misconception of God and false gods that come in and destroy us. See, the world will try to pull you, it will tug at your heart, amen. And so therefore, we have to keep worshiping God and keep him as priority number one so that our focus won't be pulled that way. Usually what happens to people that goes the way of the world is they stop praying, number one. And number two, they stop worshiping. Say, if you stop praying and stop worshiping, you're going to start hitting the ways of the world. Say, we can't allow because it don't fit my time to stop me from worshiping God. He's got to be number one. He's got to be number uno. Amen. I, I keep looking, trying to figure out. Uh, you know, if you've got tattoos, don't don't lift me don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not beating you up or anything, because I was in the world too. But I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how this trend took off. How so many people could miss the scripture when it talks about not marking your body. That way huh yeah but but see that's the way of the world say the world is, is subtle it pours you slowly See, but when we come into the knowledge of the truth say now my worship I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus see yeah And my identity marks of the world, you know, I I don't have a problem with it. But don't go get any more. (laughs) you know. Now I'm worshiping God. See, I want the world to see what God can do. Amen. How He can pull me out. How He can change me. Amen. How His power is still effective in a life. You can't get too far away from God unless you blaspheme Him. Amen. But as long as you are willing to ask for forgiveness and come before his presence and worship him. He will deliver. Amen. Let's not let the world pull us any further. Let not the world keep telling us it's okay when the Bible tells us it's not okay. We've got to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of Almighty God. Amen. Is trying to get us to accept things. No, my brothers and sisters, be ye holy, for I am holy. Follow peace with all men, and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. Amen. Worship God. Amen. That's what the angel says, uh, amen, to the apostles. Amen. When he fell down, he says, worship God. Amen. When Peter, amen, went to Cornelius' house and Cornelius wanted to worship Peter, Peter took him by the hands and said, stand up, I'm a man just like you are. Amen. We're coming to worship him. Amen. We're honoring him because he is our father and he is our God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to serve him with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. That's what it's about. We love him if you love Him, I'm here to tell you, everything else is going to work out just fine. You're going to college, you're going to be an A student. As long as you... you, I'm I'm here to tell you. Amen. Because He will give you wisdom when you worship Him. Because your love for Him will cause you to move closer with other things that you're learning to do in life and grow. Say. Because he gives strength to you. He gives wisdom to you. He gives knowledge and understanding to you. Amen. So that you do good. That's why Joshua, he told Joshua, don't ever let the word of God depart out of your mouth. You be strong and have good success. You won't be tired while you're trying to do your work. Think about it. Amen. If you come in at night from your job, you go, oh, I'm so tired. Oh. Oh, it's killing me. You know, if that's what you do, guess what? You're not worshiping God. See? You've you you you've got to get back to that quality time with Him. Amen. He gives strength to me as I worship Him, as my heart is filled with praise. Jesus breaks the bands when I raise my hands. He gives glorious victory. Amen. All those songs we sing, somewhere we gotta believe them. <laughs> you know, somewhere in this book, we gotta start believing what we read is true. Come on. And that comes, I believe, when we get into the habit of worshiping Him. You know, when I fear him, when I respect him, as I said, you know, sometimes you may just need to get your cup of coffee and go out on your lawn chair or, or wire your favorite chair and just sit there and, and meditate. You know, that's why the Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is what? In the law of the Lord. And in the law that he meditate, chew on it. <laughs> That's one of the meanings of it Is to chew on it Just eat it And let it go over and over Think about it Think on these things Paul says Those things that are true Those things that are honest Those things that are just Those things that are pure Those things that are lovely Those things that are of a good report If there be any virtue If there be any praise Think on these things Amen. Those things which you have learned and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. See, that's what worship does, is it keeps you focused. Amen. Because I love him because he first loved me. Amen. Service. Amen. Busyness. (laughs) Busyness. Number five, busyness. Too much busyness. You know, it is amazing. I call guys sometimes just to see how they're doing. The first thing they say, oh, I'm so busy. I say, really? So what are you doing that you're so busy? And then they don't have an answer. <laughs> what, 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 why are you so busy? Where's the priority chart? See? We we have to realize that God must always be first. You know, there's a, a scripture, the guy, you know, the king was supposed, I think I've shared this with you, the king was supposed to kill a guy, and he didn't, and he and so the prophet says, you know, he was telling the king, he says, that the God left this guy with me, and he says, but I got so busy that when I turned around, he was gone. And and the king said, Well, you should be you know, that it's your fault, and basically, you know, that you have to suffer the consequences. And he said, Yeah, that's what you did. You didn't you didn't take care of the guy that God told you to take care of. Say, don't get so busy in the non essentials of life that God is not in the picture. Say Because if you get so busy doing nothing, you're going to be like the hamster in the cage. Just running around and around and around and around and around and around. And and the next thing you know, your mind's all messed up. See? You need to have priorities in your life. God has got to be number uno. You've got to worship him. Psalms 100 says, make a joyful noise into the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord He is God. He is He that has made us, and not we ourselves, for well, we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise, being thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting and His truth, then do it to all generations. You know, just think about all those great psalms that you read. The Lord is my light and my salvation. See, love calls you to go after that thing. <laughs> See? When when you say you love something, usually you pursue it. See? So if I say I love God, I think I should be pursuing God. When Joshua got ready to cross the Jordan River, what did he tell the people to do? He said, put a space between you and the ark. He says, but when the ark moves, you go after it. See? Every morning you wake up, you should go after it. You should go after God. When you're just sitting around thinking, and the thought comes to your mind, go after God. Amen. You're reading the scripture. Just think. I'm going after God. Amen. So don't get so busy. Amen. So that you forget about the things of God. Amen. Remember what Jesus said when Mary found him in the temple? I must be about my father's business. See? So if he had to be about his father's business, shouldn't we be about ours? Amen. Amen. We should be worshiping him. Amen. Serving him. Amen. He didn't come to steal. He come to give life and that more abundantly. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. The voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses, and He walks with me, and he talks with me. Think about that. Amen. The relationship when you're in worship with God, the beauty that comes from that, with just you and Him in communication and, and talking, and you can share with Him your heart. He already knows your heart, but it's always good to be able to just... Share your heart to give thanks and to give honor of the things you're facing and the things you're going through and what you're up against. Amen. So that he will give you the peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. He will keep you in perfect peace. He will let you know that he's with you. Amen. When you're in worship. You remember the two guys that went to pray the the parable that Jesus tell? What did the publican do? Amen. He just smote on his breast and says, Father, forgive me, a sinner. And what did Jesus say? That man went down justified. Amen. True worship will cause you to humble yourself. True worship will cause you to get away from you. True worship will cause you to keep him first because you love him. Amen. Amen. Greater love has no man than this. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Amen. And if He chose me, He wants me on His team and I want to do my part to stay on the team. Amen. I want to love Him like never before. Amen. So don't get so busy that you don't worship Him. Number six, irreconcilable relationships. If you're a bit harboring bitterness in your heart, Amen. You're not going to worship God. See? It will always be a hindrance that stops you if you've got irreconcilable relationships in your heart. Jesus says, if you come to the altar and they'll remember your brother have ought against you, he says, go be reconciled to your brother. Forgiveness. We've got to get into this habit. Amen. Of forgiving. Don't harbor bitterness in your heart. Amen. It doesn't come from the Lord. It comes from the enemy of your soul. So if I have irreconcilable differences in my heart, I, I can't truly worship God the way I should really worship him. He wants us to be reconciled one to the other. Amen. So get in the habit of forgiving people. Amen. So that the enemy don't... Continue to stop you from worshiping God. Amen. Praise God. Oh, man. time One more. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, too. Amen. Our worship props, you know, the places, you know, the styles and churches and stuff like that. You know, if if we get in the habit that, you know, I can't worship place or, you know, the songs or whatever is not fitting for me, then I'm not going to worship God. See, anytime you go, you're going to worship. See, it's what you want to get in the habit of doing. I come into his presence. I come to worship Him. I come to bow down before Him. I come to honor Him. I come to thank Him. Amen. That's, that's what it's all about. Is keeping Him first. Keeping Him priority one. You know, you never know who you're gonna affect. Say, through your worship. Through your praise. Amen. When
1: you lift Him up. The hour cometh. And now is. Is the time you have to decide if you're going to worship me or not. Say,
0: because tomorrow isn't promised. See, so we must get in that habit of as long as I have breath, I will worship him. That's all the, that is always the right time. When I think of it, when my is brought to my mind, if I'm just sitting still in my chair, drinking a cup of coffee, eating a piece of pie or whatever, amen. If I, that thought comes to my mind that I need to worship God, I need to worship God. Say, I don't have to be crazy with my love and my worship. You know, I can worship Him sitting still. I can worship Him by just uttering words of praise and thanksgiving for what He does for me. But I need to realize if I'm just serving Him because of what He does for me. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. If if I'm worshiping him because of my health and strength, if I'm worshiping him because of of finances, if I'm worshiping him because of the blessings and things that he does for me, when that goes south, then what am I going to do? If God took your health and strength away right now, would you still worship him? You, You have to come to that conclusion. If I'm still going to do it
1: or not, say, but you better fix it in your mind, your right mind. <laughs> Cause none of us know what tomorrow holds. Purpose. And for me, I'm like, one thing I do. <laughs> I've, I've got that fixed mind that
0: I'm going to worship him. Amen. As the song said, though none go with me, yet I will follow. Amen. I'll go with him, with him all the way. Amen. Father, we exalt you for your word this morning. Oh, God, let nothing hinder our praise to you, oh, God. Let nothing hinder our worship. Let us always have a heart and love for you, God, and the things of you, Lord. We thank you today for your grace and mercy. Bless your people, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Praise God.